Ring, ring with Renny Revis. Hello and welcome to the show. We've got someone very special with us today. Someone you may or may not know. But don't worry, we'll explain all the inside jokes. Just sit back and enjoy the voyeurism, folks. It's Ring, Ring with Renny Hey everybody, how you doing? I'm okay. My fish died this week, Lemon Curtis, and I can't figure it out. I tested the water, it's great. All the other blubbins are good. Pro tip, don't do an autopsy on your pet, even if it's a fish and if you've prepped plenty of fillets for dinner. I've been told guppies can die randomly because they're so inbred, so hopefully he was just a hillbilly or a member of the royal family. Guys, having something that brings you joy is really important for all of us right now. That's why I got some fins with benefits. Today's guest is my dear Misha D. Misha's a hilarious comedian. His album, Dolphin of the Land, is available at dolphinoftheland.com. All proceeds from the album are donated to charitable organizations listed on his website. One of the many reasons I love Misha is that he's never afraid to be himself. I once saw Misha take the stage right after Joey Diaz did a set using the word faggot. Misha changed his opener to address it. He said something like, Darn, my first joke had the word faggot in it, but now that straight comic Joey Diaz said it, it just doesn't feel right. I don't want to take the word's power away from him. When I first met Misha, we clicked fast. He gets me. As my friend Mikey Scott says, You can't go find your new gay best friend. We find you. What's the 411? Here's some info that'll help eavesdroppers better understand our conversation. Misha was a professional dog sitter. On gay dating apps, there's a prevalence of users selling pornographic clips, and sometimes you'll see racist or otherwise problematic specifics in their interests. Thousand Oaks is an affluent city outside of Los Angeles. My friend Adam is Misha's fiancé. They're moving to Amsterdam together. On Misha's album, he has a joke about a gay Wakanda that we reference in the phone call. We chatted before the tragic death of Chadwick Boseman, so I'd like to acknowledge this may be a sore spot. My longest relationship was with my friend Jim. Misha tells me about FML Magazine when he meant to say FHM Magazine, For Him Magazine. But really, Fuck My Life Magazine is a vast improvement. When I see that it's you on my phone, I feel like like I'm a little baby piggy. I just start running around like wee 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 uh, how are oh, you? Misha, I miss you. It's been a really, really long time. Like a year? No. No, it's it's possibly been almost six months since we've physically seen each other. Yeah, it's a year and 20, 20 years. <laughs> I don't think I've even voice spoken since, because no. um, it's so easy to just go texting and really letting a lot of time pass and be like, man, I don't know. Have I used my voice box in the past four days? Or have I just become like, <laughs> yeah. It's like Nelly, where I'm just. Did you say Nelly? <laughs> what, what was that movie where she didn't speak English because she was raised by her grandmother who had a stroke? So her no. Story. <laughs> no. Jacob Ame. 
Jodie Foster shows her titties in a dive bar. That's what I remember. <laughs> How old is she? I thought she was supposed to be like a little girl in the movie. No, she's a young woman, but I was a little girl when I watched it, so I don't remember much <laughs> except the titties. She played a yeah. prostitute too many times. Hey, you, you typecast. What does that do to be typecast as a prostitute at a young age to the point where it's like, like, I got my second movie. What do you play? Well, it's a musical. <laughs> a prostitute again. <laughs> yes. I knew our daughter would make it with those young prostitute roles. We, <laughs> we put our daughter in an extensive specialized course. Uh, it's a branding <laughs> class. You could even lump in that movie where she was actually a little kid and they played adults. Yeah, so so Bugsy Malone was... Um, That's the one you're thinking of when you thought Nell was young. Do you remember the song um, that she sings in Bugsy Malone? No, I never saw it. I'm Sunday morning. I'll just wake up and I'll think like, oh, I've got a YouTube with Jodie Foster's song when she's a child prostitute in Bugsy Malone. <laughs> Although, okay, in defense of that, she was a child playing an adult prostitute yeah. in Bugsy Malone. She's playing an adult, not performing on an adult. Yeah, which is a whole different king. So it's really not that bad. <laughs> Oh. You sipping some tea? Yeah, I'm, I'm just spending so much time laying next to this pooch, just basking in the pooch smell. Oh, pooch my God. Name. So his name is, uh, full name is Tito Papito, spelled P U P I T O. So, you know. Oh, Papito! He's so good already. So, when you dog sit, you take the dogs home with you? So he's oh, with this, you? this one I adopted. Oh. This is an adopted. I did not make that clear. I don't have bangs to cut during this pandemic, so I figured I would get a dog instead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so glad your hair still looks good and you oh. oh man, it's really I've never had a dog in your whole life. No, I mean my, my mom had dogs after I was an adult. Your mom also had chickens, right? Yeah, she had a whole children's <laughs> nursery song. <laughs> so yeah. you didn't have a dog but you had like a whole gamut of Noah's Ark. I <laughs> I had maybe like a fish and a cat growing up that was like a shitty stray cat. You know when they say like, Oh, she's a runner, like don't open the door and that really means like this animal doesn't want to live with you. Stop it. And that's what, like, it was this stray black cat that, and she hated us. I remember one Christmas I was laying under the tree and, uh, and my hair was just kind of like flopped down on the ground and all of a sudden I have like a tingling, like a sharp tingling on my scalp and then I realized the cat is not just like attacking my head but is doing like a cartoon Tasmanian devil like spinning around my head like it's just going to town on my hair or whatever it's called. <laughs> So, you know, I ran out screaming. Oh, man, but that's not the pizza, my goodness. I've never had a dog before. And oh, wow. Just, oh, and I've dog sat so many times. And, so uh, many pooches. So many pooches. My friend that just got a hip replacement that I was uh, looking after had this beautiful mutt that he just found on walking down La Brea, which I, I've been waiting. My whole fucking 20 was just waiting for, like, the day that I see, like, is that abandoned dog across the street? Oh, no. It's lost in my arms. Never fucking happened. I've known like seven people that's happened to never meet. (laughs) You're going to get a bassinet from the sky one day and say, oh, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I have my tito. Where were you before? Like I'm looking at the store. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You missed your window. Yeah. Oh, man. You missed your doggy door. Man. So did you name the dog? No, well, Tito was his name. And then I was thinking I would shift it to Papito. No, but but then it just seemed kind of nice. And then I thought, well, maybe Tito Papito would be like, that's a pretty good, like, first name, last name basis. The process of getting him was 
so amazing. So it's kind of like going on Tinder when you're looking for a dog. I've never done it before. And like PetFinder.com and all these different sites, oh. you're just going through and being like, ugly, too old, <laughs> uh, no problem, no problem, no Asian. <laughs> Buy my clips. <laughs> Son, whatever puppy Pup- equivalent. Puppion. <laughs> Puppion. My only dog. Listen, if Petreon <laughs> ever becomes a thing, I want you to enter a suicide pact with me. I don't think that'll be that weird for me. You're using Petfinder to find the dog. That's what yes. it was. So, and it's the whole gamut, which is what I wasn't expecting of, you know, um, <laughs> like the Carol Baskins of, of puppy of mills and, uh, and then like private people where they're just trying to rehome their dog and, and then, you know, like nice adoption agencies and then just full on like the worst one was a large house like almost kind of like McMansion in Thousand Oaks and we yeah we pull up it's a long driveway we are looking for one dog that we just called about and then he comes out and he goes okay which dog are you here for and then you know we say whatever the name was and and he says, okay, <laughs> I'll be right back. And he just goes inside. And I'm like, well, is he going to bring the dog out? Or, and then he comes back and then goes, okay, now you can come in now. And then we walk in and he has 27 dogs that are all rushing towards us. I know it's 27 because he let us know later. Like, <laughs> 27 dogs. I thought that was oddly specific. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So they all run, run up to... Yeah, so it's clearly one of these things where I think sometimes people, they look at how much their rent is and then they say, okay, if I go to enough pounds that I get like <laughs> seven dogs a month and I get four puppies for 500 and it's like a lot of pure breed, I can do that for 1,000. So they just have a constant stream of stray dogs that they're trying to like pop out like a Pez dispenser. So I wanted see the dog you know so because maybe i can rescue it from this awful awful home for wayward strays yeah the little orphan annie i was picturing just some kind of miss hannigan situation was going on where was i so So, to see the dog after that interesting introduction the weird thing was all of the dogs rushed towards me and then one jumps in my arms and i'm like oh this is kind of cute I, i've always wanted to be in one of those bank commercials where they're just like <gasps> puppies are flooding on top of somebody <laughs> and then somebody kind of goes around the corner and it's just like it's a pug you know it's just an old pug not something that i should be super worried about and i feel like a, like a tingling you know like a <laughs> thing that, that cat that hated me like it's the same kind yes. of tingling and oh, I'm no. leg, but I'm like, oh, oh, hold on. I'm feeling, oh, ow, ow. And then I turn around and this puppy's like, oh, no, I'm the back of my leg. So, you know, again, old pug, it's not breaking the skin too much. But, you know, oh. you know, they say it's the intent that matters. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> the intent was he wanted to rip off part of my leg as so so I, I kind of like, you know, nudge him aside. And the first thing I'm thinking is, what did you go back inside to do if not gate these dogs from me walking in? Wow. So he was probably, you know, maybe he was doing blow is the only thing that comes to mind. But um, uh, Well, if it's a rich guy's house, yeah. I mean, <laughs> first you get the trust, then you get the pooches, then you get the mud. So he takes us out back to his pool area where the dogs can roam free. 
<laughs> and he's he, he's kind of like grabbing the one who I tried to match up with. <laughs> and, and who was your hookup here? He didn't even know anything about the dog, so uh. it, I ended up you know leaving. But I asked him at some point like, "Hey, do you have any hydrogen peroxide? Because I don't know, my leg is bleeding." <sighs> and you know when someone's clearly done something wrong, so they somehow think that negative is going to be a distraction. Oh yeah, you fell down the stairs, Misha. <laughs> Why are you so clumsy? You're <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to pet a dog. Somebody said that to me once. You're not supposed to pet a dog? Like, uh, just because public. this dog looked at you, does not mean you have the right to pet it. Yeah, that happened in public when I was very ignorant, probably. You know, most of my life, very ignorant. Um, <laughs> but I was in public and somebody was holding a chihuahua. And I, I pet the chihuahua's head and it bit me really hard. Oh. Um, and the woman just screamed at me, you don't pet a dog. You don't pet a dog. How old were you? Like 19. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought you were like four. I was just, you know, <laughs> but you know, still, 19-year-olds are babies. You should not just be yelling at someone because your dog bit them. Different kind of naive. Uh, dogs have personal space that I should respect. But if you're a dog owner and they just bit somebody... <laughs> a different kind of baby. So you hightailed it out of there. And- oh, I had a bruise on my on my knee of the other leg, and he notices it, and he goes, "Oh, that shouldn't be bruising like that." And I'm I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" He's like, "That that's a pretty, you know." Listen, I'm a nutritionist. I used to be a nutritionist. You're not getting enough iron if it's looking like that. You gotta. Wow. Are you trying to neg me about the bruise? I I don't. Wow. I also shouldn't have a bite mark on my leg, but I don't really think we're talking about what should be on my leg what shouldn't be right now. So what supplement should I take for a dog bite? As I'm walking out, I even said to him, uh, okay, so I guess I'll get nutritional yeast for the bruise. Oh, what the hell? Are you getting vegan recipes for your dog bites? Crazy. I said, I'll go to Trader Joe's. And he's like, oh, way cheaper at the farmer's market. Way cheaper. And I'm like, well, you know what? Uh, for the Carol Baskin puppy mill I went to, the dogs are way cheaper too. So how about we just... <sighs> it blows my mind that all the dogs look different. Usually you hear that and you condone it if they're breeders. Mm-hmm. You can tell the difference based on how much they know. Because you ask, like, well, where does the dog come from? What kind of history? And then some people would say, like, well, we found them at this town. And actually, it was with another dog and they were paired. But then the one passed away sadly after. And then some people would just be like, uh, you know... I was driving around, uh, you know, um, outside Mexico, and and uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing like a Adam Barbera cartoon where he's a dog catcher with a giant neck just going through town that he sees dogs in the corner. Like the Paperboy video game, just cycling through instead of throwing newspapers, he's picking up dogs. Whoop, whoop. Man, I'm so glad they've not tried to remake a Paperboy. <laughs> Paperboy BMX. <laughs> Paperboy Extreme. Paperboy doing ollies in the half pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. I haven't actually spoken to you since my, my album came out. You've just been texting since. Yeah, I think so. And I knew this was going to happen once it was out. I would have to promote it or do whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm... I'm just spooning with this dog for the next two weeks, minimum. (laughs) This is promo. This is all promo. It's promo for my heart. Oh, yeah.
How's it gone since you released it? You know, great. I feel like uh, like a sassy old lady because Adam will occasionally just pull up an app and I, I don't even want to look at it because I, I can't do, I don't do no computer, you know, so he uh, will look <laughs> it up and, and he'll just tell me like, oh, you got this many downloads in Germany today. And I'll be like, oh. hey, that's cool. I love Adam. I would marry him if you weren't. Mm. Well, I love uh, I We've talked about that we're engaged, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, not to be the worst friend. I just for a second, I had a split second of like, wait, I told Renny, right? <laughs> is this the moment? <laughs> it's been a long time. We have a lot of things to uh, catch up on. And it's not been like a thing that we announced because we were going to wait until we moved. And then right. when, um, what's the name of the, in Hammond's Tale, the... Oh, I don't watch it. Or I didn't read it either. Oh, man. The very opening scene of the first episode is them mm-hmm. trying to get over the border. And it's her and her husband and, and their daughter. And, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and like the religious right soldiers stop them and really headbutts her with the gun. And, you know, and then she goes unconscious. And it was like, it felt like that, not being able to leave the country as you were planning to. So, I think the text I sent you was, I'm sorry you're being held hostage. Yeah, we were waiting until after we moved for everyone that we hadn't told that we were moving. Because we just had, you know, anyone that we were in touch with that much that it would just be like a social media thing that then mm-hmm. we would find out. So I figured that would also sure. be like a two-for-one special because I hate like having to update my life to strangers. So I thought if I could just wait and then have like a two-for-one where I'm just like, hey, I moved and engaged outies, and then people could just like, you know, whatever, comment or... Get it all done on the same day. And so when one didn't happen, the other one was like, oh, are we, are we still engaged now? I don't... <laughs> do, do we not... Are we, okay, well... I'll see you in a year, you know. Oh, well, Adam. Yeah, he's doing great, though. We've been working on, um... Did I tell you we're starting a church? For basic gays? <laughs> I, I know about that one. No, a, a church for all gays. You know what? You'll ask Adam about it. He'll tell you. Um, wait, there was something else I was going to tell you. That's pretty big. I'm going to start a church is a pretty big subject. <laughs> well, that's another thing that it's like, I don't remember <laughs> if we told people this or not. And again, it was going to be like, well, we were just going to announce it, you know. But we just got cleared from the IRS to establish it as a nonprofit. So holy shit! Uh, yeah, we're gonna just start. I don't know. Oh my we're, god! We were gonna want to have masses. Like the worst thing to do right now is have a mass. Oh, oh my god! I thought you were just musing about an altruistic thing that you wanted to do together, and you're making it a fish. You're making it, it official, man. It really started off as just kind of a joke, and then it turned into like, well, well, I mean, why not? And what if? And mm-hmm. why don't gay people have a Wakanda? Yeah. Hmm. They should, and they shouldn't have to depend on Stephen's pool. <laughs> Whoever it is in your joke where you don't want to burn that bridge. <laughs> it was so tempting to just put an ex-boyfriend's name in that joke, and I really yeah. don't be that petty queen. <laughs> Watching a dog fall asleep with its head up is so magical. You know, when, like, old people just start to... Or when you're on a plane and your head's bobbing. <laughs> Who are we if not that. old people on a plane? <laughs> Who are we if not walking through life? Old people on a plane. <laughs> Does he have an old man face? He has, like, a... You know when, like, things just grow on animals' bodies as they get older? Yes. <laughs> animals, so people. Yeah, you know, animals, people. Uh, so he has a skin tag right near his muzzle that really just looks like a beauty. 
Mark. It's like, hello, Miss Marilyn Monroe. Hello. Nisa, where did you end up getting him? Because it wasn't from <laughs> it wasn't from that twenty seven dog house. No, it wasn't from that great puppy mill. Um he he came from a foster situation that these two sisters were running where they had with them dogs that were theirs and dogs that they foster and they Ooh. all kind of lived together in like a like a doggy full house kind of situation. And <laughs> one had a backwards hat. Exactly. <laughs> one had a beard. They were a real funny like this the toys group. One was this shaggy dog, but he was only shaggy in his face, so he just had like this long Merlin. Hmm. Oh, Tito. What's that sound? Oh, I'm sorry. That's me kissing the dog. <laughs> you know when you feel like you're going to settle in a relationship and then you decide to keep dating and you're like, oh, my God, I, I need to check my self-esteem. There was a dog yes. I almost adopted <laughs> before this one. So right before I found Papito, there was this dog that was, like, broken inside, like, had a deep sadness that it could not fix. And I, I couldn't figure out what his problem was, but his owner uh, said, you know, we love this dog, but we've, we've just had a baby, and we're, you know, we're afraid that the dog will attack the baby. Oh, okay. Like little baby <laughs> Misha and the cat. Yeah, what about little head? baby me? So I tried to take care of this dog on and off. We were trying to do like a transition. We would spend like a couple weekends uh, with me and then a couple weekends back there. And uh, it just, the dog did not want to be with us. And I honestly felt like it was because we just have a small apartment and the house he was coming mm. from had like a pool in the back and a giant yard. Oh. And, and I, I felt like every time the dog would come in, he would just walk in and be like, what a dumb. <laughs> Bougie bitch. <laughs> this dog just farted again. <laughs> Realized that responding. would happen. <laughs> to what you said. That was because that was I was talking about my ex. Yeah. <laughs> seeing your ex on Tinder when looking for dogs and then seeing that thing for <laughs> adoption. Somebody's available again. <laughs> I made a website for the album in lieu of having to do any social media about it because I truly, and I, I swear I'm not just being like, oh man, Mish. Because with social media now, it doesn't actually, you know, whoever is seeing it, you were going to probably at one point talk to anyway. And whoever is like a friend that you haven't talked to in years is just going to keep scrolling past that kind of stuff. You don't have the celebrity friend who's going to tweet your thing. Um, Launching is tough. The saddest thing I ever went to was a director's like special sit down talk about local theater in LA and in theater and theater in LA. I know where this is going. So they had like a very cartoonish almost dry erase board where it's like, that's one. Do you know somebody rich? That's a It was just like so. Who has a famous friend? Any hands? Huh? Yes, I have a question. Did I just pay for this stupid advice that anybody could have figured out? Man. So Misha, I told you the best agent interview I've ever had, right? Oh, I think so. Is it the one where he told you? Tell me again. There was this one guy who uh, I saw at a showcase, and I performed something with somebody else, and he said, oh, thank God you don't have that old Jewish man voice. I thought that was actually your voice. And then I start talking. I say, yeah, you know what? This is kind of this is kind of how I talk. And then he went, he went, oh, eyes down, twiddle his thumb on my resume, and then I did my scene just for him. Nobody else is in the room. He says, girl, I wish, I wish I could do something with this. This is so unique. 
you need to make friends with a celebrity right now because you're not going to make it. You're you're too weird and and you know what you need to do? Make funny videos with Jack Black. Try to find a way to make friends with Jack Black or some other big comedian. So that's your homework. Get exposure from a funny celebrity and you got it going on. <laughs> What's really funny about that is it also sounds like advice you would get from your bubby. Like you've got to make videos with the Jack Black. Isn't that funny that somebody on the inside would say something that a very naive old person would say? You know what's great about that is that I was half right because I do remember that story now, except when you told me you didn't include the incredibly anti-Semitic... Yes, yeah, when I was telling you this, I realized, you know, this hasn't come out of my mouth. I've never told anybody that except Jim. Wow. I'm so glad that was just the character. I said, that's me. What can I say? Oi. I didn't do that. (laughs) Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. No. I still have my tail between my legs because I do want to impress this person that just said that to me. And that's the worst feeling because in those moments, you should just leave. But in the moments, you're like, well, I don't know. What if they know something I don't? I'm conscious of what octave I'm in when I'm trying to be pleasant and attractive. Make a rich friend. Wait, did I ever tell you the worst meeting I ever had? I'd be so shocked if you haven't, but remind me. What I what I liked about that meeting is that it was one of the ones you said you had to do like your monologue. Mm-hmm. Those are the really like clinical ones. Like you're going to a doctor's office and someone's seeing like, all right, let me rate your talent levels and I don't know, you know, off the chart. We'll give you a call. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. guy who was a friend of a friend and was clearly, you know, why not around mm-hmm. my father's age wanted mm-hmm. to impress me so he he got me a meeting with an agent friend of his who I then had to meet do the monologue for get the great great here's some advice for you. They always end with advice and it's never like here's some advice and we'll call you and here's, here's some advice and and please leave my presence. You're stinking up the room. Get out. Don't forget around Christmas time I will accept alcohol. <laughs> I will accept gifts at this P.O. box. <laughs> so after I leave I find out a little while later that he represented child actors. Tiny child actors. So then when I found that out, the next time I saw this, you know, friend of a friend who was trying to impress me, I said, um, hey, I never heard from your friend, but I got him digging around and I found out that he, uh, is a child actor. Why did you set me up with that? And then he just goes, oh, well, I wanted you to sleep with me. Honesty. Yeah, you know, I thought at least he was honest. I don't have to wonder if maybe I'll get the call. Maybe I came off as a hard eight and don't want to rep me. Oh, Misha, what I would give to have so many unanswered questions just be something like that. Oh, oh, please. The saddest part was I distinctly will never forget that after I did my monologue, he went really good wow yeah yeah you know what i'm gonna get my associate i'm gonna see if she if she wants to if she has time uh, i think she should totally see this if you wouldn't mind going again and then he gets up goes into like the you know communal space where i'm sure she was watching something on tv and what i realized now 
Ellen came back in the room. Oh, she's busy right now. But you know what? I'm definitely going to talk to her later about this. We'll be in touch. <laughs> I wonder if he went to the bathroom. <laughs> I wish there was a, a quick fix to promote your album in a way that doesn't involve sleeping with some mediocre executives. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, there's something that feels so nice about just making a clean website that I can just tell people like, oh, hey, Dolphin of the Land is the name of the website. Dot com. Yeah, yeah easy. The web, there you go. Easy. And it feels very 90s, which I like. It's just a lot of convincing to not do a full, like, 1990s-style website. There's a lot of, like, it emoji dolphins on the top. Yes, dancing babies. <laughs> if I could have put a dancing Ally McBeal baby, God, that was... <laughs> and then everything's on it. If you want to just listen on Spotify, listen on iTunes, all the money goes to charity. It shows all the charities that are there. And I don't know, maybe I'll post something on Instagram mm-hmm. at some point. To take a picture of Papito and be like, oh, by the way, I'm engaged. <laughs> With the dog, yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, I'm really so sorry. That, selling that tea. <laughs> Adam bought this, like, cauliflower sandwich. Mm, sorry, I know it's could have waited. I've forgotten to eat a lot lately. I get it. What's dating like right now? Like, are you? I don't know. News to me. Do people? I saw a commercial. You go first. I'm not on Pet Finder, if you're asking. (laughs) But like, you've seen commercials for Match.com where people are on Skype dates. I don't know if people are really doing that or if that's a commercial telling you that people are doing it. Well, practically, they can't get the commercial actors in the same room, so that might have been the way they got around it. <laughs> yeah, there's second wave now. It's just commercials of, well, we're open. We shouldn't be, but wear a mask. Yes. Applebee's. <laughs> Have you noticed all of those commercials lately don't have the same inflection? It's not Applebee's. Welcome back. It's Applebee's. Welcome back. <laughs> Applebee's. <laughs> you survived too, huh? <laughs> Here we go again. Laugh track. Applebee's. <laughs> Who did you lose? <laughs> so I'm going to reel it back. That was a lot. <laughs> I never feel more like an animal than when I do like the I'm so hungry after wolf this down and now I have Like I feel like a five-year-old. Like I couldn't have just told myself. And now the next hour is going to just be me having the hiccups. Aww. I have hiccups Aww. when something too spicy. Was that a real thing? I thought it was to do with, like, your diaphragm. Why would spicy food make your diaphragm turn? Uh, I have a lot of uh, scar tissue and history of surgeries there, so who knows what the hell. But if I have extremely authentic hot food, like actual Southern Thai or real Szechuan, um, I love it, but it's a full body experience on the level of an allergic reaction like i have hiccups i wow. sweat are you okay i'm fine i'm doing great hick, 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 hick. <laughs> i'm fine can you stab me with this EpiPen as quickly as possible <laughs> wow now i feel like such a dick because i really was picturing no. you as kind of a character from american tale like when i have spicy food i just think <laughs> that could have been before my unpleasant history i could have always had spicy hiccups i don't know I didn't have blazing hot Sichuan peppers when I was a kid. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's surgery. (laughs) That's pretty much every woman in their late 30s now. That's what I wonder. (laughs) A 
friend of mine is a fashion person and mm-hmm. it, it really permeates to like his every pore. Ooh. One of the ways that it does is he loves getting into celebrity stories. Ooh, he's an Us Weekly. <laughs> yes, he's constantly just sitting there with his legs crossed going through an Us Weekly. He, <laughs> last time we were over, pulled out a box of Polaroids that were all from his shoots because back before things were digital because he's worked for years and years and years they would take Polaroids and just keep them bundled together and stapled together just to Mm -hmm. be all of the test shots for all the different angles. Okay. So he has a giant drawer filled with them and it turns into like the weirdest kind of really cool celebrity time machine version of Ooh. somebody making you look through all of their vacation slides. Nice. So he has a whole drawer and he starts pulling them out and there's one that's uh, like Michelle Williams and like you're looking just at her, her hair and what she's wearing and you're like, okay, this is someone she was promoting uh, H2O, the Halloween mm. movie. H2O, <laughs> you may remember. Yeah, the highly and memorable H2O. There was one of Britney Spears that looked really... Do you know in that way that, uh, like, <laughs> pop stars are kind of like fast food products? So, like, Katy Perry is like uh, Wendy's and, you know, um, Ja Rule is like a Burger King. And the thing with Britney Spears, I remember a friend told me once, and I never forgot this, is that with Britney Spears, she's not the Chick-fil-A. She's the chicken. What? <laughs> like, she's not the business. She's the product of the business. Okay. She doesn't fund anti-LGBT. And she's been controlled. She's been controlled from a very young age. She's like the white Janet Jackson. So a bundle of pictures of hers pop up that are for, I think, FML magazine, which I still don't know what that is. Adam just kept telling me it was like Maxim, but like an extra step pornier. (laughs) What's your life? They all look like pictures that would be taken and sent for ransom. (laughs) She was wearing a skin-tight pink tube top and then a skin-tight pink short skirt and just laying on a chaise lounge, dead-eyed and smiling. And it made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, we already cut off a toe. So if you want the rest intact. (laughs) The whole time my friend's saying, you know, I've been thinking that I kind of want to post these because it would be a good calling card of how many, you know, decades I've been doing such like high-end fashion and doing all it sounds amazing it sounds incredible i wish it would be an art exhibit but he was talking about Mm -hmm. maybe putting it online like in a website or when you're on social media and he keeps asking adam because adam's worked in advertising before and adam's like yeah you know hey the photographers are out there if they have a problem they'll tell you to take it down no one's keeping track of these photos are everywhere i mean you should just try it just i don't know ask some people whatever see what happens the second we leave, we get in the car, and I go, I didn't even think about that. I mean, sometimes it is just easier to ask for forgiveness than ask permission. And Adam goes, oh, no, I just wanted to leave. He's going to get fucking crucified if he does that. Are you kidding me? Every celebrity will just immediately come after him. There will be teams of lawyers. I just wanted to go home. <laughs> Adam, the voice of reason. But you should really talk to him about the church stuff, because like he's putting together a bunch of sermons and it's really, it's really weird because we're not religious, but it's kind of become this great um, deep dive into mm. queer psychology and 
how, you know, the fact that we all have similar trauma and that the queer umbrella is such a big spectrum that we could really all come together and, I love it. you know, a sermon being instead of something that's like a, a story from a book that was written you know, 12,000 years ago. Um, some old straight guys. Yeah, by some old straight guys. But in, <laughs> instead to actually use the psychological papers and, you know, books on, oh, what do I want to say? Just uh, chicken soup for the gay soul as a church. Oh, oh, I can't wait. So, yeah. i got to know what Adam is using. That would be the elevator pitch. Like the really bad NBC elevator pitch would be chicken soup for the gay soul. <laughs> Don't worry, we have a keto version. <laughs> Low carb. If Britney Spears is the chicken in the chicken soup for the gay soul, <laughs> I'm just tying it together here. Actually, funny you should ask that because we're debating what would be like. Okay, so people come together for a mass. Obviously, we were thinking about this before COVID. So if the hymns are reading from like the Velvet Rage or you know like gay manifestos from the 60s and stuff like that. Would the hymns be like like the pipe organ versions of Lady Gaga, or would you just want to be gay artists like George Michael, or would you want to rewrite old classic hymns, but we wouldn't actually oh. meet in person? Oh, the potential. I think there would be so many arguments. People would be fighting all the time, like, this weekend is Kylie Minogue weekend, we can't do disco, <laughs> make it modern. I think there would be a lot of infighting. I would have to come out with a gavel and be like, queer people, queer people, please. Yes. Oh. Did I tell you this about the droplets? Transmission? Yeah. Airborne transmission of certain plagues? <laughs> of certain plagues. I hate this. So, <laughs> the doctor doesn't want you to know. So I read, they were checking to see what's the highest um, transmission rate, and they found the absolute worst, more than coughing of droplets coming out of you, is singing. Singing, yep. <laughs> so going to church, which is specifically <laughs> what people are complaining they ought to be allowed to do during a pandemic. Yep. Is the absolute worst. <laughs> Did I tell you my grandfather was complaining about not being able to go to church because he's an usher? Ugh. He likes to be like the cute usher guy that opens the door and lets everyone sit down. Oh, it's his thing. It's yeah. his thing. My grandmother was telling me that he insists on going. Even after the church closed, he kept checking when they were going to open again, when they were going to open up again. And then he said that he heard that they were possibly going to open up again, but have mass just outside or in uh, a gymnasium space. So then he said he probably wouldn't go then. And I was like, whoa, 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 oh. hold on a second. Are we going to be closer to Jesus or are we going for fancy pews? I was like, you tell oh. him. I know he's, he's a church diva and I'm on to him. Oh, you're on to him. Uh, I want to write a review for the church. Like Five stars. I just come here for the collection plate. Like, <laughs> they have the greatest collection plate here. You just got to go for that. <clears throat> oh, did yeah. you ever do wine as a kid? Did you drink as a kid? I mean, like church drink, not like drink as a kid. No, um, I don't know how they party, but we never saw wine. And wow. My parents weren't wine drinkers, so I didn't have it around me. Growing up Catholic, it really is the most disgusting <laughs> Thing that you don't think about until one day you're like, I'm sorry, are we all getting online to take a sip from the same tiny glass of backwashed red wine? Is that what we're doing right now? Oh, oh God, I've never thought about this. It's really disgusting. So many things <laughs> that when you grew up Catholic, you look back and you're like, hold on a sec. But that's one of the most foul outside of being molested. Yes, a 
instead of being molested, you are supposed to be drinking the blood of Jesus and the backwash of Jesus. You're all sharing his liquids. Take it of this cup, for I am thy backwash. <laughs> fluids of Jesus was my favorite song to sing in church. <laughs> okay, you know how they say um, that Freudian slips are supposed to be subconscious, whatnot? Yes. When I was a kid, I was so paranoid that it meant I was a bad person because every time I wouldn't be paying attention to what I was doing, and we would have to be in church singing this song that was called uh, Build the City of God, where it's, let us build the city of God, let us turn the tears into dancing. It's really like Ooh. a fruity church song. So Wait, we loved it. So I was so loved it. I was it was my jam. I was just like getting <laughs> yeah. down to that. But if I wasn't paying attention and I was just kinda like sitting there whatever tired in the morning, I was going let us burn the sea of God. Let us turn and then a little tiny five year old me would gay gasp like oh, what did I just say? Oh no. <laughs> What does that mean? I swear I didn't mean it, God. I promise. I swear I'm a good boy. I'll build your city. Now I'm like, let's fucking burn the city, God damn. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just mean white Catholic God. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of a little boy singing It's Raining Man. I don't know why I'm singing this. <laughs> <laughs> what is coming out of my mouth? Here I am, Lord. <laughs> and I am here. I get used to it. Oh, what happened to me? Did you have a bunch of hymns? Do you still remember them? I remember all the songs because that was my favorite. I would zone out in church and get up and sing the songs because I love to sing. What was your favorite song? Well, the ones that made me laugh the most were about Jesus coming because that's never not funny. <laughs> there was one song where the refrain was come. <laughs> come, come. <laughs> Come, now is the time to worship. Come. <laughs> Man, you know what's so weird about that? Everything. What? When I was in high school, coming was just not used as the <gasps> most common term. I don't remember what, like, early 2000s ejaculating yeah. terms was. Blue, maybe? I don't know how I would have gotten through school singing about Jesus coming all over the place. <laughs> Had I been just a couple years younger. I'm thinking of some lesser known hymn mm. with jizz and spooge and nuts. Mm. <laughs> Nut for Jesus. Jizz <laughs> like, mm. is come. Get on Jesus' magic stick. Mm. Oh, he got on a stick all right. Did There's you ever have a crush on Jesus? No, but damn, that's complex. There's always a period of time where, I don't know, maybe this is just me as a little gay boy, but you don't know you have a crush, but you just really like being around, like, attractive, fatherly, nice, you know, men in their 20s, 30s, when you're a little kid. Yeah. In that same way that I was easily susceptible to be groomed by all of Michael Jackson's music, the way millions and millions of little boys were, mm. I totally was equally groomed to be molested by Jesus had Jesus been real at the time and wanted to do that. <laughs> Did you volunteer to help teachers after class because you just liked being in their favor? The nice adult, the gay English teacher that you were too young to understand was probably gay, but you wanted to sharpen the pencils or <laughs> like, can I make copies for class tomorrow? I was so much worse because I... <laughs> As if I was trying to get molested, would want to do all that, not for teachers, but after mass. 
for all of the cute pastors. Wow. Let's talk about That's... actual grooming. <laughs> I'm so lucky I wasn't just kidnapped at some point. Yeah, I can relate. I look at pictures and I can't believe what a snack I am. I'm like, why? No, no, I'm 10. Why am I dressed in a boothie? Why wasn't someone telling me to stop being a sexy baby as a baby? Oh, picture of me as a kid and me and my brother are naked on the bed, like laying on our bellies, like, hee, we're naked. I'm popping my butt and I have my leg up like Betty Page. Yeah, not... Was it possibly an outtake from your FML shoot? <laughs> FML <Polaroid> kid. FML <laughs> kid. Those Polaroids were confiscated by authorities. <laughs> Did your parents ever try to make a... You know when parents try to make jokes in front of their kids? You're just trying to look like a cool parent in public. Mm, I don't know. I'll give you a great example. I remember when I had to get glasses. I did the eye test without them and with them, and it was a definite, you know, thing that I needed them. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know I needed glasses. That's cool. And then my dad in front of the optometrist goes, so no more excuses that you're getting bad grades because you can't see the board. Ha ha, because you're sitting in the back. And it looked like a kid who sat in the front had really good grades. Not a kid who bad grades. And he was clearly just saying it to just be like, cool dad TM in front of the optometrist. And even as a kid, I was like, what, who are you playing this to? What, yes. What's going on? God, yes, I have memories like that. And the only thing I remember is the feeling, the feeling of... We're not normal. Why are, you, <laughs> why are you telling these people we're normal? I don't want to be a prop in this bit to show that no. we're such a funny sitcom. <laughs> Just a lovable sitcom family. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, Pepito's barking. <laughs> what are you barking at? Hey, you quit your barking. Come here, Tito Pepito. Come here. Hi, Santa Maria Tito Pepito. <laughs> All the same. I'll close this door. How about that? There you go. Can't hear any noise. Oh, Rennie, it's been so good to talk to you. Thank you for the call. Oh, Mimi, I'm so happy you have this new woofer. Some say I'm training him, but I think he's training me. <laughs> that should be on your pet finder profile. Like that's <laughs> Next um, to I love to laugh. It's better than I'm very funny. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> you know, I would think that the I'm very funny and the I love the last people would get together. Yeah, that'd be perfect. That's a match made in heaven, in white Jesus heaven. <laughs> mm, sweet, sexy white Jesus heaven. <laughs> I love you so much, Rennie. I love you, me. And please, let's let's do something soon. We can just hang out in your gorgeous apartment. Is your Christmas tree still up? Oh, no. It's gotten a lot less Christmassy in here since you've last been in. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you came over, it was like February, so I didn't have any excuse for a Christmas tree. All right, well, I'm going to take the pizza out for a walk now, Rennie. I love you okay, so much. Have a you good enjoy pee. the rest of your weekend. I'll see you real soon. Have a good pee, Pepito. Pee, pee, pizza. Au revoir. Bye, Mimi. Bye. Today's episode was brought to you by Pup Trion, Spicy Hiccups, and FML Magazine. Kids, please stay on the line for our next episode with Amanda Meadows. Mm-hmm. 